Hi everyone and welcome to So What's Up. In this episode we're going to be talking about the Content Marketing Association Awards. Hi everyone, it's Chelsea and I'm here with Kath today and um, she's going to be asking me a few questions about uh, my time judging on the Content Marketing Association Awards earlier this week. It was a great opportunity for me, it's the second year in a row now that I've done this and um, I just wanted to share a little bit more really about why. So um, do you want to take it away Kath? And um, Yeah. Because no one really Certainly. knows what it is. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, obviously, we, we had social media posts out about it, and I'm not entirely sure myself. So this will be <laughs> yeah. quite useful. So what is the Content Marketing Association Awards? So the Content Marketing Association Awards are um, done by the Content Marketing Association. Um, it is what it is. It's um, an association that... Um, I guess it's all things content marketing. They do some really, really useful webinars actually around like updates in the content marketing industry, um, best tools, um, I guess some sort of um, just information really around like what marketers need to know to like develop a really robust content strategy for their businesses. And I've found them really useful during my career so far. Every year they um, host like an awards ceremony and they invite agencies and their clients to um contribute loads of different campaigns so um from ones from like best print to like best use of seo to um best b2c social media best like other things like that um there's a lot of them is it quite well known then Uh, i think they've been doing it for the last four years i want to say off the top of my head um as someone who doesn't even have four years content marketing experience (laughs) i'm not sure how far it goes back but this is the second year in a row that i have been personally a judge on there and Mm. um i know that it's definitely ran for three years in a row Mm. because i know other people that have judged on them well, they obviously think you know what you're talking about then. <laughs> yeah, they think they, they think I do. <laughs> Great at winging it. <laughs> but we won't tell anyone it's not true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why do you take part then? So I think there's quite a few reasons why I take part, really. I think, um, one, it's nice to see what other agencies and their clients are doing. It's great um, in terms of like getting inspiration for things that we could use for our clients and seeing what the best in the business are doing um I guess how people have approached certain problems or like maybe using like innovative campaigns and ways to do things and then it's also like the networking side of it because I was just going to say networking part of it as well yeah kind of you're you're put on these like zooms with other people that are like experts in the industry and um say experts I'm not in any way calling myself an expert um <laughs> at all get in there <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day um but um it's just really really nice and then like you um the way that it works is you get this panel um like an awards platform and um all of your things are uploaded as like a pdf with like supporting evidence and um they're really really like comprehensive and great and some of the examples in there are just um, just mind-blowing and like the story they tell like the KPIs attached to them yeah what the challenges are and like how they were briefed on them and how they then overcame it with the solutions um, so it's a really interesting read and um, then what you do after that is when you've gone through and like read them all and scored them and I think it's based off like effectiveness brand synergy and creativity um you then get scheduled onto these zoom calls where you um 
chat really with like other people and you try and figure out which one's like gold silver and bronze okay and um yeah it's really nice because you get to meet people that you don't usually come across and um like digital leads from like in-house companies um other people that are like um consultants or Mm. like there's such a breadth of them and um like different age ranges and it's really really nice and it's nice when like people can add their input in and you get to listen to all these people it reminds me a little bit like um seminars when I was at uni and studied English literature (laughs) like literally like a bit of a book club where you just like chat about these different things that you've read and um yeah it's just really really nice and then like you chat a bit on LinkedIn afterwards and like message them and stay in touch and I've got people that I'm still in touch with from last year and it's really really nice then there's potential then for collaboration for other things as well then yeah definitely and I think it's just nice to keep in touch with people and to see like um, where their careers have taken them and um, I guess like the opportunities that they've found out there and then like I guess seeing people grow over the Mm -hmm. over the time that you've known them yeah definitely you never know where they're going to move on to and who they know and all that kind of thing yeah it's almost like um, using it for business connections yeah you you never thought of that I know (laughs) So, what have you seen then from the applicants that really interested you? So, um, I'll caveat this. I'm not allowed to say what um, categories I was judging in case, you know, people in those categories don't win and then they come after me with like a hit squad yeah yeah no um, that's fair we don't, don't, we don't want anything like that happening no we've you. not got the security here have we yeah. so no, don't, don't say that <laughs> <laughs> we have we have it's very secure <laughs> but um, yeah so um, some of the ones that i've seen have just been like um really well thought out approaches to um quite bland industries mm-hmm. and by that i mean um there was a supplies company in Australia and um, they um, had a really interesting and in-depth content strategy as to how they approached like creating content for that mm. and um, off the top of my head I think they drove in like over a million pounds worth of revenue wow. for, from their blog alone and um, that amount of money just kind of blew me away really mm. um over the space of two years yeah. so um that it's was interesting really to interesting. learn then how they go about stuff just to not to copy but to just to learn from it yeah I think um, also as well I'll caveat that with um obviously a lot of the budget that they put into that was like we're talking upwards of like 25k a month and um, yeah. we don't have like clients that pay us that much for our SEO services or, or anyone that wants to please feel free yes please do <laughs> just maybe give me some pre-warning so I can get the, the manpower <laughs> yeah yeah you're not on holiday if that happens <laughs> yeah I will not be leaving my desk well I will be chaining me to it but um it's um interesting to see and I guess I love it from like um obviously Mike calls this like my tendencies but like I think like 10 years in the f- ahead and that's where I want to be I want to be like providing that level of service but um, it's nice to see how people who are doing that now and like me thinking like okay well how do they actually go about doing this and what are their processes and Mm. um, how can I adapt that to our small but agile team and make it work well they had to start somewhere didn't they yeah exactly so I think it's um, it's nice to see where the services could get to Mm. and with with it being relatively new services as well Mm -hmm. I'm quite agile in my approach anyway. I care yeah. more about the result than the process. Um, so yeah. it's nice while we're still in that 
I guess like gestation period (laughs) to be able to like experiment to see how we can do this for clients and um, that was one that really stood out and then um, other ones as well um, a lot of b2b companies now trying to emulate their b2c counterparts Mm -hmm. so for example um, the car industry the automotive industry um, I guess having like um, e-commerce websites that are actually like well ahead of what other b2b companies would be in terms of their e-commerce size but actually it's kind of like a a, a hygiene standard really for the b2c counterpart and it's just like it opened my eyes to how i guess disparate the gap was between b2c and b2b and i think sometimes you don't realize until it's put to you in such a such a kind of clear-cut way yeah, and I don't think you realise um, different things apply and different things appeal to each side. Yeah, and I think it's just like um, different sales cycles mm. as well yeah. and um, how how I think, and I think this is a misconception really as well, like um, with B2B, how it's like super rational and there's no emotion behind it, whereas actually mm. I'd say in B2B, there's usually more emotion because it's mm-hmm. like you have to take that time to build that relationship with someone and build that trust. Yeah, because it's more long-lasting, presumably. Yeah, relationship-driven. And yeah. Um, whereas, like, if I want to just buy a coat, like, if yeah. it's 50 quid, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's 50 quid. It's a relatively low-risk thing. Mm. Whereas if you're a business and you're spending, like, I don't know, um, hundreds of thousands of pounds on some sort of, like, yeah. construction machine that's like a key component to your business and mm. you want to know that that is not going to let you down and it comes with certain warranties exactly. and the aftercare yeah. supports there yeah whereas like if I wash my coat on the wrong thing and it breaks that's one on me and two not really gonna impact my life apart from I'll be a bit cold yeah. and if you buy another one you won't even necessarily go to the same place yeah exactly because you've got no relationship with them it's just probably yeah. price driven or you happen to be there at the time yeah, or whichever Instagram ad stood out to me at the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who shouted loudest? Who <laughs> yeah, looked pretty prettier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how important then would you say that content strategy is in marketing? I'd say it's massively important and I think it's often one of the most overlooked. So I think um, what I've noticed over the past 12 months I would say is um, our SEO services and our um, I'd say digital services have picked up way more than our content and social media services and um, that's been great because obviously we've been able to um, hire Rebecca and um, provide opportunity for local talent and um, generate that awareness but I think um, really you can't think about an SEO strategy unless you actually have the content there to support it. Well no it doesn't you need one you can't have one without the other can you really no not really and I think it's all well and good like having e-commerce pages you know for like the products and stuff and we go in mm. there but that's only one part of the sales cycle yeah for me so that's more of like a intent to buy mm. type keyword that you'd have on there or yeah. like I guess yeah. like a transactional one whereas like really content strategy helps you in that general awareness yeah. or um I guess almost driving that need, creating really good content that educates or inspires or engages people and... um, Reeling them in. (laughs) Yeah, reeling them in. And um, then I guess also as well, content strategy um, really encompasses 
the entirety of your customer journey so for example if we're thinking about clients that um, have already actually bought from you how are you engaging your current clients are you sending them like monthly emailers to keep them like up to date with any um, changes potentially within the industry how are you keeping that relationship going because a lot of people don't actually do that and like look after their current clients it's keeping up to date as well with the ways of doing that because I mean way back when when we started we used to write actually physical letters Oh, I wow. Sp- I spent hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was the envelope stuffer as well as every other thing that we were doing at the time. That's so just being cool. three of us, we used to just, you know, dip in and do stuff. But we used to send physical letters. Sometimes I even hand wrote the envelope so it didn't look like junk. Wow, okay. I mean, that's that's um, that's great. And I think a lot of effort goes into that. But I mean, we've got MailChimp now. We're like sending so, blue. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm making myself sound really old then. We had stamps and envelopes and everything. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's quite nice, actually. But it's thinking about like, you know, different types of content as well, Mm. not even just digital, like um, pamphlets or um, brochures or business cards. Um, And I think like even in previous roles, I've worked with clients on like actual B2B exhibition stands that they've had to like send out and be printed. And um, thankfully, I've not done that recently because (laughs) I mean, it was stressful talking from someone who um, measures furniture and then by the time they've actually put it up, realises it doesn't fit in their room. Yeah, we've done, done a fair bit of that times. in the past, helping out with exhibitions and the yeah. stands and the even to the point where the coffee machines, you know, and the things that they, they needed. Yeah. No, the, um, the promotional items and things. If they come through, don't let me near them. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't done that for a while, to be fair. <laughs> no, I think COVID put an end to that. But, um, yeah, an element of it. But I still, I mean, I don't know if it's just me being old, old school about stuff, but I think people do sometimes still like a physical yeah element of a piece of paper a brochure or something i think um, brochures are um certainly still viable especially now because people want to um obviously keep everything online and just like have them to send but sometimes just like something physical that you can mm, hold i yeah. think it takes a especially like something where it's service anyway it's not like a physical product it takes like an abstract concept so for many yeah. of our clients us SEO in their website as an abstract concept because they don't even yeah. get what it is. Yeah. Whereas if there's like some sort of like brochure or mm-hmm. something that we can do, it yeah. almost kind of like physically manifests it so that there's yeah. something yeah. for them at least. Yeah. And it, you know they might like leaving it with customers or potential customers and things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, business cards do seem to be a bit of a dying thing, but they are still about. Yeah, I mean, there's there's loads that you see on like LinkedIn when they show up, and it's like the ones from the divorce lawyers where you split them in half yes. and then you give them. So that's quite creative. like that. I did as well. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but um, yeah, I guess like a content strategy is really important, and it shouldn't be overlooked. It's not necessarily like an SEO strategy mm. or like a what I'd call like a digital acquisition strategy. It's certainly mm. a part of that where you're trying yeah. to acquire new customers, but content marketing really should be utilized across the entire customer journey for it to be effective yeah I mean I don't know if we're allowed to mention specific companies but I'm going to anyway we had something through the post today from Emma Bridgewater um, oh nice and it was a really nice looking um just an A5 little brochure and on the front it's like all block foil for the lettering which yeah you know it's quite appealing and then you stop and think oh you know there's some thought into that and then you open the first page and the first set of um crockery is all with gold on it so it follows through yeah and I thought that was actually really nice whether it was on purpose or not I'll never know <laughs> it seemed to work quite well 
I'm I'm gonna hazard a guess that they probably put that thought into it and <laughs> did um, and did intend for it to be that way. Well, it was noticed, so it worked. Yeah. Whereas, like, um, I guess with that, it was really nice because obviously it's like prompted you. I'm guessing that you probably signed up for that in the past, or at least someone has from here. Someone has. In fact, actually, it was addressed to an ex-member of staff. So thank oh, you okay. to him. Yep, thank you. I mean, we, we've enjoyed it. So yeah. like, that's a good way of like keeping people engaged. And yeah. like, um, yeah. I think for me, other content that I've seen um, about six months ago, I bought a bag and I was looking for um, a I new remember, like, yeah. tote bag. And I think I was torn between... You had a few, I think, didn't you, that you were yeah, down there to? Yeah, was like a Kate Spade and, a, and another one. Yeah. Um, probably... Um, I was Coach, one of them. Yeah, Coach probably was. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm That's like. That's one of my favourites, so I'm going <laughs> to remember that. <laughs> if it's designer, it's probably one of them. But um, <laughs> then when I was like umming and ahhing over them, um, I saw this like random um, Instagram ad and it was from a company that I'd never heard of before mm. called Lawful London. And the, it was like a really cool video and it showed you like all of the compartments and I am... Yeah anal about like putting things in the right place okay. and um don't look um, in my handbag <laughs> yeah mine is like spotless and um everything has its space and this had like I think it was something ridiculous like 14 different compartments and wow. a laptop sleeve that you can it's padded as well so like I don't need to carry a separate laptop bag now that's cool because like, I I've started carrying a separate one and it's just a pain. It is a pain, especially when like you take your bag out to client meetings and you have that and then you're walking through the door and your hands are full. I just don't think it looks great. No, it looks messy and clumsy, I think, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's hard to walk into a client meeting <laughs> with people that are double my age anyway, thinking like, why is a 25-year-old telling me how to run my business <laughs> and exude confidence yeah. when I've got my hands full and, and I look like... like dropping <laughs> things and, yeah. Yeah. and they hand you a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or go to shake your hand and it's like, oh, I'm yeah. full. Yeah. Um, just hold that for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um no it um it just the way that they sold it to me it was just like um it knew what I was looking for because actually mm. and even though like in the back of my mind the reason I'd not actually bought was because um I think the more expensive one which was probably the Kate Spade one didn't have a laptop sleeve mm. and it was just like a normal tote where you chuck things in it might yeah, have yeah. like you know the the zip bag for where you put your um like purse and stuff in yeah, there yeah and then another one that was like less expensive didn't even have that and I, was, mm. I can't stand bags where you can't find what you're looking for <laughs> because it really annoys me because it's a waste of time oh god yeah. Um, well yeah I suppose yeah. I've not looked at it that way before um yeah I think it's just I'm impatient aren't I so um, <laughs> I would never have guessed no um, it's probably why I get on well with um <laughs> most of our clients because I'm usually <laughs> like I want it done quicker than they do well yes there is that <laughs> but um yeah I think um that kind of annoyed me and then when it was like explaining I guess like the value proposition that marketing speak will call it that mm. like you can find things easy yeah. it's got all of these things it'll keep your bag safe and um, it's made out of vegan leather it's fully sustainable as well and it was delivered as a carbon neutral because you know being yeah. a Gen Z person I am um I'm woke so I have well, to think yeah. about these someone things. has to be <laughs> someone has to be you know save the planet and um, <laughs> yeah it was just it kind of ticked everything I wanted and it was cheaper than the Kate Spade one. Yeah. So um, sometimes... And just you, you've helped an up-and-coming brand as well, which is yeah. always good. And I um, I like doing stuff like that. In fact, actually, I was one of the first people to buy like a Cambridge Satchel from like the Cambridge Satchel company. Uh, yeah. And um, I've loved that brand and I followed it. Mm. And actually, most of the fashion brands that I buy from like Fairfax and Favour, I was one of the yeah. first people to buy like the Budica boots. And um, right. actually... 
when looking back now, I've always been a sucker for, I guess, um, new challenger brands to market. Yeah. And they've always used social media to get And I me. guess that's because that's your interest in your career as well. So it, it speaks to you. Yeah, I mean, before my career, <laughs> I've always been a brand snob. Oh, all right then. <laughs> well, that's why you're here then now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> a chicken or the egg. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just good content captivates you. Definitely. And um, I think it makes you trust the company as well. Yeah. Trusting what just, you're buying. Yeah, and I'm the type of person as well, especially with like the bag thing, because I know mm. it's a big purchase and I hate wasting money. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for example, like I'd not bought a bag eight years until I was like buying that one and it was like my next big wow. purchase so um yeah that's I should probably of- learn from that <laughs> no it's like uh, I've done it the same with my coat as well like I've not bought a coat for around like I think it was like seven or eight years and I've just recently bought a new coat wow. yeah but like I, I prefer to invest in something I genuinely like and yeah, yeah. social media I think inspires a lot of the purchases that I make and a lot of that is from the content and then I go in and I watch like YouTube videos mm-hmm. of like what people have done and yeah user generated content as well because then yeah. that ups the authority so if you can yeah, get definitely. that out there and I know that brands can't always control that but they can incentivize it no and um, but it is helpful if you're undecided as well if you can see a couple of good reviews yeah definitely because I mean I almost have to be like well for money to leave my bank account, <laughs> I really, really want something. Yeah, it needs to be special. <laughs> yeah, or like um, an investment piece. And I think that's where content, I guess, helps me sometimes mm, to um, yeah. make those decisions. Yeah, because if they've, they've not bothered with the content, then it, it's not very appealing, is it really? You want to know more. Yeah, and I think that's the thing most people now, especially like my age, because obviously the cost of living is going up and like the cost of like inflation and everything mm-hmm. is and we are like less likely now to buy houses and things like that too yeah. because like yeah. of all of the things going on in the world and then student loans are ridiculous now. I was like one of the first years to have it at 9000 a year. Right. It's like people my age actually want to make more informed decisions and that's why like all of this content helps contribute to that I mean sometimes I guess there's a bit of an overload maybe oh yeah definitely like I mean luckily I'm quite decisive like I can probably decide after two or three yeah and um or I'll just like quickly look into a company and then I'll sleep on it so I don't make an impulse buy. But like if I want (laughs) something (laughs) I know yeah (laughs) but if I want something I usually know within a few minutes usually if I want it yeah other yeah. people though first like, impressions still count yeah definitely but I think other people um certainly friends that I've had they'll like troll the internet for like and watch all the videos mm. and um, one thing I don't do to be fair is like watch you know like um reviews that other people do where it's like um top 10 best coffee mugs and stuff like that yeah like I was I wanted a coffee mug so I was like right okay I'm gonna get Chili's one Mm-hmm. because that's what I thought of immediately because obviously yeah. top of my, they were top of mine and they recently just launched the thing and I kept getting ads for them. Yeah, that yeah. always helps. So <laughs> like you say, it's you know, in the front of your mind, isn't it? And yeah. But then also, I know James and I in the past, we've always said that our best decisions have been the ones we made instantly. I think you just not know overthought. sometimes, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Um, but no, I think content's great, but I think for extended sales cycles, especially for like B2B, they usually help a lot more in terms of like the case studies and making sure that like yeah. for abstract services a bit like ours mm. that people actually do do what they say that they're doing yeah yeah definitely so yeah content strategy is super important yeah well it's keeping you here <laughs> yeah <laughs> true so then 
I think we're coming probably coming to the end now. So just give us a bit of background on your career um, and how you found working in content marketing and, and what got you to this point, for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> so um, I think career-wise, um, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I studied English at I still university. don't. No, me either, to be fair, but don't tell James and Mike no. and Rich. I, don't, yeah, don't <laughs> I tell just anyone. show up and wing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... Um, I've always loved stories and mm-hmm. um or just like communicating with people and um I'm I'm the one of my fr- I'm the one of my friends that usually has like the one that I'm usually the one that communicates the most or like tells the funniest stories or like yeah. engages people mm-hmm. and it's something that I've always enjoyed doing just like talking to people or like writing things and um for some reason I thought I wanted to be a lawyer at one point and I realized it was too boring a little Uh, bit different a little bit different I think it's one of those though isn't it with like um classic what do you want to be you don't even know I didn't even know marketing was a thing doctor lawyer yeah teacher (laughs) yeah Um, about it isn't it (laughs) but yeah and then I worked at Alton Towers on their um brand protection team so that was quite an interesting role it was sales customer services and um a little bit of like social media we were talking to people on Twitter and like keeping them engaged and stuff okay I used to get in trouble quite a lot in that job because um I would um start debates between Alton Towers and Fort Park and um because they're under the same brand I was going to say they're the same group aren't they yeah the same group so they didn't really like that friendly competition no wouldn't really call it friendly either (laughs) so yeah there was um basically directors knew when I was working but you know what it got great engagement so well yeah you mean you see that with a lot of things I think I think possibly Twitter more than the other socials but I don't tend to it was on Twitter yeah yeah. (laughs) but you you know when somebody complains to a a company and then the company replies and it it, it's funny and yeah that's what I I wanted to do I think it kind of diffuses the situation yes I just wanted to make people smile especially obviously after the smiler incident and that was the reason I was tired never going to be forgotten in a hurry is it no and I think um that kind of um so part of that was like um a lot of our responses were scripted and then we would get into trouble for um not being overly personal in the responses right. and it was a fine line between what we could and couldn't say was that so like a legal thing um yeah it was a PR thing at first mm. and um I think it was just a super challenging time because obviously they'd never had anything like that before and oh, yeah. it was um it was a rude awakening into the world of work I was like a 19 well, year yes, old yeah. and um I got called a C-bomb on the phone by someone that rang me up and um, basically blamed me for the Smiler incident, which... Well, obviously it was your fault. Yeah, obviously. I mean, if anything goes wrong, it usually (laughs) is, but that one was not my fault. Yeah, we can say publicly, Chelsea did not do that. I was not operating the rides. I'm not qualified to do that, and I don't think anyone in their life would ever let me near any form of technology that is not a MacBook or an iPhone. I was going to say, you are sitting by quite a lot of technology at the moment, but yeah. Yeah, true, but I mean, what you don't know about this is taken me a year to learn how to do it ah, okay see <laughs> yeah. it seems seamless yeah no I mean it's just ex- overexposure we've done over 50 of these now that's true <laughs> it took up to like 20 for James to even let me near the buttons <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then I worked at um I've done a stint in recruitment where um I was doing a lot on LinkedIn and then talking to people and like selling to them um I found that a little bit repetitive mm. then I got a job in an agency um as a content marketing exec and I think that kind of opened my eyes up to just how much content actually encompasses marketing in a Mm. way and I'm not saying that all marketing is content marketing but um 
it certainly encompasses a lot of the marketing journey mm. that you're trying to influence people and uh, then you have aspects of like SEO where it's like improving your content and getting it out there mm. and most making mar- it work for you yeah most digital marketing I'd say is content marketing mm-hmm. yeah um, or it, it's based around a content strategy and where you want people to see it yeah and it does encapsulate a lot of what we do here and um, I think having like a content first approach yeah and really focusing on that is where the strength of our services are and the content I try to create I always try to put myself in the shoes of what would a client's customer want to know Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes it works really really well and most of the time like we get super good results around that because we base it around off what people are actually searching for and um, like I guess what's going on in industry trends um, one of the blogs that we wrote from one of our clients um, was literally after a couple of days on like the top three positions in Google for like yeah. their industry yeah. and um, I think people don't necessarily realize what goes in behind the scenes to that because no. especially if it's a customer whose industry you don't really know about you need yeah. to do a lot of research. Yes and I think um this is where it's quite hard because a lot of our work is actually front-loaded. So mm. when people sign up to retainers and stuff for yeah. us, they don't realise how much work actually goes into like the onboarding process. They, and they just see the, the finished article without yeah. the blood, sweat and tears behind it. <laughs> yeah, and I think as well, like it's easy for people to like see a social post go out and just think, oh, it's a social post. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, actually so many hours of work went into that social post like yeah. from the hashtag analysis for yep. the graphic designer who's created the graphic to it yep. to um and the timing yeah the timing rebecca who's like gone and searched and like researched the blog post me mm-hmm. that's then written the blog post rebecca yep. then seo optima like seo well, optimizing it, yeah. it to yeah. make sure that it's found and um a lot of work genuinely goes into yeah. the work that we do and the content that we do isn't just spewed out or anything like that. And I think with the results that we have got for our clients... Proves that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think um, we onboarded a client in July and we did a quarterly wrap-up with them. Mm-hmm. And this is like posting two blogs a week for them. Yeah. And um, within month one, they got more than 19,000% exposure from just a few blogs that we've done for speaks them. for itself really doesn't it <laughs> yeah i'm just putting them down like like now like just a few blogs and stuff but yeah. actually like we worked really really hard with that client their team mm-hmm. is so engaged and they're always sending us ideas because uh, it's i mean a, that always helps yeah it's a legal firm and obviously like i wanted to be a lawyer but i'm definitely not one <laughs> so like i don't know too much about it but um when you can have a great relationship with the subject matter experts yeah and then they can use our expertise in terms of like communicating that across digital platforms combining the skill set yeah and it's really working as a team and I think when I created these services the content marketing services especially knowing from the past that it's actually quite difficult to engage an internal team and also I guess um make it work in a way that like isn't too stale or process driven and it actually is a little bit agile I really wanted us to be a part of their team where they feel like they can email us or like pick up the phone and And you um, don't want to get anyone's back up either if you you know if you feel like you're treading on their toes or anything like that oh yeah I mean I probably do that unawarely (laughs) anyway because I'm the type of person that if I want something I'll pass to them but I think most of the clients (laughs) 
like my proactivity and how excited yeah. I am. And Exactly, um, and I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, but I think that's with us onboarding them and obviously the clients choose me and I choose the clients that we take on for these well, that's services. that's it, because, you know, we wouldn't just take on anybody because some people are, would just be impossible to work with because they just wouldn't get it. Yeah, and I think it's just that that mutual respect really but um I had an idea in my head of how I wanted the services to work and over overall we're growing the content marketing services to yeah. definitely be that like we're not as big as we could be yet but I mean it's still a work in progress and um it's still early days isn't it for specializing in that yeah and I think for me as well personally like um I want to get a content marketing exec in maybe in the next yeah. 12 months and you heard grow that first. side <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> get someone in to obviously help with that side because I want to grow and I feel like I have a lot of content marketing knowledge and um but it's not what I want to be I don't want to be a content marketing specialist I want to be I want more than that you don't want to get just bogged down with that every day yeah because I think it's about what excites you and terms of coming into work and um, yeah, definitely I I love talking to our clients and making yeah. sure that they have the best strategy and they they get the best service yeah, definitely. and um, I think content marketing is a super important part of that and it's part of my personal strategy to engage our clients as yeah. well across the board in the agency yeah. and um, it's why we wanted to start different forms like a podcast and yeah. um the kind of um, other things like um, we'll start emailers soon once we've got the new branding done yeah. and um, new blogs and we just want people to feel engaged with what we can actually offer them and also yeah. understand what marketing is because I don't think a lot of businesses do know what it is. No, I've always had that. I mean, obviously, we've been going a while now and people say, what do you do when you say marketing? And then they've got a certain idea what that might be. Yes. And quite often it's nothing to do with what we actually do. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, not really at all, but um, I hope I've not bored you too much in terms of content marketing. <laughs> no, it's this scintillating subject. Brilliant, okay. Well, in that case, then, if anyone else is interested in um, having a chat about content marketing or you want to find out more about how the services work, um, get in touch with us at hello at com. Thank you.